podcast. I'm Brendan, and I got Mike here. Yeah. And in this week's episode, episode 49, we're talking about Destiny 2, talking about the Nintendo Nindy Direct that was a week and a half ago, we're talking about Mario and Rabbids, talk about some weeaboo shit, or anime, as we like to call it, and uh, it's a good time. It's a good episode. Enjoy yeah, it. That's debatable. Still trying to get Mike to buy Destiny 2. We'll, we'll get him a crack. He'll get it. He'll get in there. But uh, this week's episode of the podcast, Mike, is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday or Saturday night from 7 to 11, make sure to head on down to Higginson Square and get yourself some delicious fatties. And if you don't know what a fatty is, they are probably the best cookie you're ever going to eat. So I would definitely head on down there, check them out, let them know that Pass Controller sent you, let us know you went. And uh, you can follow them on Instagram at Goodnight Fatty or search for them on Facebook at Goodnight Fatty. And this Thursday is it's the week, Mike. It is the week. If you are in the area and want to come hang out with us at BitBar Thursday night, 7 p.m., we're sponsoring an event with Jack's Abbey on the Beer Garden. Play some Jackbox games with us. We're going to be playing a couple of different games projecting it on the side of the old jail it's gonna be a good time and if the weather's bad don't fret we have the plan for inside so regardless rain or shine the event will be going on be a good time come hang out with us it's gonna be great drink some good delicious jack sabby local tasty beer and uh hang out at bit bar i know a lot of you listeners haven't been to bit bar yet and it's a good time good good time good guys that run that place and yeah, as always, you can find us on the internet at ptcgaming.com, on Instagram at pass underscore the underscore controller, and on Twitter at pass controller. You can find me at bgroom and this guy at underscore mygopath. And enjoy this week's episode, episode 49. God damn. Mike, so how are you liking Destiny? It's great. Yeah? It's an amazing it. game. I'm so glad me and Todd convinced you on last episode to buy it. Oh, I didn't buy it. No, you did. Nope. Mike, I can, but it's it's a great game. I can see when you're playing. I can see everything you play. I don't think I've turned on my Xbox since that night that you guys were playing it. Yeah, but see, I knew that because I can see what you play. Okay, so you can see my Xbox has not been on. Yeah, but you still bought the game. I also didn't I can, do that. I, have, I, can, I can see your bank account. I can see your bank statements. I don't know my bank statements say exactly what I spent money on. Well, when I see that you bought a game on Wednesday, you know, at Yeah, I bought Best NAC Buy. 2. I told you this already. <laughs> Mike doesn't even have a PlayStation 4 when he bought NAC 2 because it's game of the year. It's fucking game of the century. Who, who, who can say no to the NAC? You know what's funny is that NAC 2 is getting, like, good praise, which is great. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. It's just funny to me because NAC is like a joke. Yeah, it's, uh, I hear that it's just better than the first game. Which, that's, like, not... It's not, it's, <laughs> it's not, not like, a good thing. It's not a good metric or anything, but, like, at least it, it overcame that one hurdle. Yeah, like, it, it's almost kind of like when people were saying, oh, Wonder Woman's the best DC movie. It's like, all right, don't put it in that, don't, like, don't compare it to that. I guess yeah. it's not really the same thing. I was Although Wonder Woman was really good, just saying that it was better than the other DC movies was nice, but it wasn't... Like, that wasn't the end-all, be-all. Yeah, of course. Like, it, it, it was beyond that, but at the very least, it was better than the other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I still think you would like like honestly, not like I'm trying to sell you here. Mm-hmm. Not a sales pitch, but I think you would enjoy Destiny. Well, maybe you think that, but Dom started playing it and Dom was like, "Eh." <laughs> See, Dom played it alone and he played the beginning like the prologue in literally when we were playing it when I started playing it I was in a party with Todd one of our other friends and <laughs> never mind what the way you phrase that sentence he made it sound like Todd was like somebody that nobody here knows oh I was playing with Todd one of our other friends no, no, no I said and one of our other okay. friends I missed the conjunction um but we were playing and like they had both had the opportunity to start the game before me so I hopped on and at the beginning of the game you can't play with other people, you have to go through some story stuff, uh, some exposition, oh, but, uh, what's going on there. yeah, so, in my opinion, see, Destiny is about, Destiny 1 had a lot of issues that fans had with the game, one of, one of the biggest complaints, I think, out there was the game didn't really have a concrete story, or it didn't have a lot of cinematics, or, like, story that you played through it was like but it, it, it wasn't there in my opinion um so Bungie going forward with Destiny 2 has been addressing a lot of the complaints that the community has had because I feel like they're one of the few companies that's like really invested in what their fans you know give them for feedback uh I mean the DLC that they ended up releasing for Destiny 1 down the line they you know address a lot of their concerns then but for story specific complaints now like it's very clear that they're putting a they they put more of a focus on that personally i don't think that's what the destiny experience is about i don't really care about the story in that game because i don't really think it's that important uh it's a game about grinding like it's a game about trying to you know get the best gear, get the best weapons. Mike's dancing right now, because I said grinding. I'm your pusher. <laughs> oh, 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 I didn't even think of that. I was thinking of, like... Jet Set <laughs> Oh, no, I was thinking about dancing, but not not clips. We are just not on the same page. We're all over the place. But, you know, it's about grinding, get the best gear, get the best weapons. And it, it, in my brain, it's like the the core of enjoying that game, besides the grinding, is... Like, you get to do that grind with, like, your friends. So it's like, we're going on missions and, you know, just getting cool shit. And then, like, at the end of the mission, it's like, yeah, what, what'd you get? What'd you get? Uh, like, it's like that's the cool part. Not like, here, let me see, like, a really boring cinematic. And then, like, here's a very staged fight. Like, I don't, I don't know. I just, the beginning of the game was very slow for me. Especially knowing that, like, knowing what the rest of the game entails, I'm like, can I just get through this? This is really boring. Like, I don't even, I don't even care. Um, some people are going to be mad that I said that, but I mean, the the actual Destiny experience isn't about the story. So, I, I just didn't, I just wanted to get through that, like, that boringness. And Dom never playing Destiny 1, starting Destiny 2 alone, and all, from what I understand, all he's played so far is just the little prologue there. It's so boring. Like, it's just boring exposition. Like, literally at one point, spoilers if you don't want to know, but there's just a period of time where you're literally just walking with no weapon. It's very boring. Hmm. I mean, it's not super long, 
it felt really long to me because Todd and our other friend were already playing and I'm in the party chat and I'm like, what the fuck, I just want to be playing with you guys right now because I know what the rest of this game is like. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. So, yes, as an outsider, as somebody who's playing alone and probably not expecting the game to start off that way, I can see why Don would be like, meh. But I think once he starts playing with us, he'll he'll change his tune. Because you, basically you get the three aspects of Destiny. It's the story, which in the first game was not really there, like the main story campaign. There's a little bit more of that this time. Then there's, you know, I guess there's like kind of four aspects. The, the Crucible, which is like PvP. So it's like, you know, you can go in teams of four, you know, 4v4 or whatever. And then there's raids and strikes which are like the end game stuff like the stuff you're working towards so there'll be like daily missions and strikes there'll be daily raids and stuff there'll be and then there'll be weekly stuff and it's like you can the daily stuff you can obviously do daily and then the weekly stuff is like you can beat it once a week you can beat it more than once but only once a week you'll get like the loot at the end mm -hmm. and like, those are the things, like, that's where you get, like, the good shit. So, like, you want to work and build your character up to get to that point so you can complete those things. And th that's, like, the best part of the game. Like, that's the, that's the like, ultimate Destiny experience is getting to the point where you and, you know, a few other Guardians can go in there and, like, coordinate these assaults. And it's all PvE, so that's why I think you'd enjoy it, because it's not like... you you got to be kind of skilled, but, I mean, you'd have fun. Because, again, it's not like if we lose or we die, we're just going back to a checkpoint. We're not like, fuck, our SR just dropped 100 points, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But you get to, like, customize your character, you know, you get all this cool loot. You get, like, cosmetic stuff. Yeah. Change your colors of your outfit and stuff like that. You can oh, wow. dance... Now, just changing my color to make the game more difficult? Uh, no, it's not South Park. That's too bad. But I love that. I think that's... That's like, great. It is great. So, what, explain what you're referring to, so somebody who might not know. Oh. Well, then you should uh, get on the internet and look up South Park, Fractured Butthole. Uh, customizing your character, choose your skin tone, chooses the difficulty of the game. So, white, super easy, black, uh, very difficult. Yes. Did you see what they then said when somebody asked them about it? It doesn't affect the combat. It just affects every other aspect of your life. Yeah, I I laughed really hard. It's really funny. It's a it's a good. I wish I played Stick of Truth. Uh, I'll have to. Yeah, I'll get it for you. You don't think I I own the game? No. I just never played it. <laughs> what the? I just never played it. Um, you should play it. From what I've heard, it's very good. I also haven't played it, but I need to play it. I haven't. I started playing it at some point, but it was like after I got my 360, so it was like a pain. I mean, it was after I got my Xbox One, so it's like a pain to do. Yeah. I'm worried because I re I'm really excited for Fractured Butthole, but I don't want to play it before I play Stick of Truth, only because I feel like the game mechanics and like the controls will probably be a lot better in Fractured Butthole. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to, like, play the better experience and then, and then go yeah, back right. and be like, oh, this is, like, not as fluid. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to do that because then that will make me not enjoy the game as much. I just don't have fucking time. 
I don't think it's that long of a game, though, so maybe I could bang it up. I'm probably not going to buy a fractable hole when it comes in right away anyway. There's too many games. But, yeah, I don't want to talk too much about Destiny since we talked about it last week, but I do think you would enjoy it. And I think once Dom's playing with us, he'll enjoy it a lot more. Because the, the other really fun thing is that, like, I think we already talked about this, but you get dropped into the world. Like, you pick the planet you're going to, and then, you know, you can play solo or you can play in a small fire team. But then there's, like, the world is a little open where, like, it a certain amount of other players will also be in the world. And then, like, public events will start randomly. So, like, you know, in the middle of the world where you're doing a mission and they're doing their mission, all of a sudden, you know, on the map, if you look, there'll be a public event, and it's like, oh, shit, like, let's go over there. And then you can all work together to, like, take down this big enemy. And if you all take it down in, like, the time frame, you get some good loot. So, like, cool things like that. I just, I, I, I like RPGs. And I enjoy a good shooter, and I think Bungie is one of the best shooter mechanic developers. Like, I think Halo has a lot of really, you know, fine-tuned shooting controls, and I think Bungie uh, has done a just as good, if not better, a job with Destiny, so... Those are the two things I look for, you know what I mean? If a shooting game has good controls, like it feels good, then I'm down. And I love RPGs, so... Yeah. Alright, so that wraps up the second Destiny podcast. No, that uh, was only a few minutes. That was Brendan, and this is Mike, and, you know, we'll catch you next time. Mike's such a hater. I mean, I'm excited. It's a big deal. I mean, it's a big game that, you know... It's so funny, because a couple weeks ago I was like, nah, I'll probably just wait. And then, like, as cl closer I got, I was like, I can't wait. I'll be so far behind. You gotta get those guns. Gotta get those guns. I was playing today. So, oh, man, Mike, did we talk about Lord Shax? Did I tell you who Lord Shax is? You've been talking... Well, like I said, last time I was on my Xbox, I was in the party chat with you and Todd while you guys were playing Destiny. And you're like, Mike, I think you'd really like this game. Well, yeah, that was the and then you're the like, joke. I wish Lord Shax would fucking narrate my life. And I was sitting there like watching streams of like someone making cosplayers. I don't even remember what was going on. <laughs> um, no, Lord Shax is the man. So basically, like when you're in the like the the hub world, like the centralized part. Uh, in this game, it's called the farm. You're like literally on Earth on a farm, or on something on a farm. I don't think it's Earth, but um. You, you know, there's like different people that have different functions, and Lord Shax is like one of the faction leaders, and he runs the Crucible, which is the PVE stuff. So, like, when you're in a match of Crucible, he's like talking to you. So, like, if you're like, if your team's losing, like, at some point in the match, he'll be like, you know, and he, he has, like, a really cool voice. He's like, what are you doing? I I'm, I can't do a Lord Jackson impression. Oh, wow. But he's like, you know, what are you doing? Like, they're pulling ahead. You must stop them and stuff like that. I don't know. It's just really... It adds, like, a little layer of, like... I just... I like that. Like, I feel like there might have been another game that has done that before. And I don't know why I like that. Um, like, just having, like, some sort of announcer figure. Because it just makes it... I don't know. And then, like, if you do something really cool... Like, I got, like, a double kill earlier. And he's like... Your enemy can't can't kill you if they're dead, and I'm, I'm like, fuck Lord Shax, you're the man. I love Lord you because you want to impress Lord Shax. Like, like Lord Shax is like watching you. You want to impress him. 
Brennan and his notice me senpai hat. <laughs> Basically. Lord Shags, notice me. Lord Lord Shags might be the best part of Destiny. And now the more I think about it, that little element of Crucible of the PvE mode, like, I love that, like, that little touch. Now, where does Peter Dinklage fall into all this? Uh, he is no longer in the, I know. the Bungie, I know. Bungieverse. But, but like, what, what, what was he? He's like a, a floating robot? Yeah, so, um... Fuck. What are they called? Ghosts, I think? I think they're called ghosts. Basically, you have, like, a little companion robot thing. Uh, he was the voice of that. And people really didn't like it for some reason. Again, people had a lot of issues with the first game. Didn't bother me. I actually don't like the new ghost. I don't like the voice that has in this game. I want to say it's Nolan North. I think, I, it, I think it is Nolan North. And... Yeah, I don't know. It, like, it's too whimsical. Like, Peter Dinklage... People didn't like Peter Dinklage's version, I think, if I remember correctly. It was because it was, like, very monotone. But he's a fucking robot. Like, he's like a guide robot. He's not supposed to be like, Ooh! Right into his, his patented uh, wacky waving arm motion. Yeah, I don't know. I was going to do a C-3PO and then I just stopped. Yeah, that was for the best. All Listen, right. you can't win them all, Mike. Um, but yeah, Destiny 2, I really do think you'd enjoy it. We should stop this talk because I can just go on and on about Lord Shax. Yeah, he, he's he the fucking man, he Mike. He's the man. Plus, all right, we'll say this too. Beyond like the raids, strikes, all that cool stuff, they have events like Splatoon and Overwatch does, mm -hmm. where, like, there'll be timed events that pop up. Um, I didn't play well into... I think I stopped playing Destiny 1 around the second expansion? House of Wolves, maybe? I don't remember. It's been a while. It's been, you know, a couple years since I've played Destiny original. But they had, you know, those events and stuff, too, and they had things like the Iron Banner, which would show up, and it would be, like, I don't know how long... I, I don't know if it was only a week... Or if it was like a couple weeks or whatever, but you'd show up and it would be like you want to fucking, you know, they would show up and you would compete in the crucible and like do tasks and you'd be able to get like dope weapons and dope armor and it was like exclusive stuff you could only unlock in there, similar to you know, Overwatch. Mm -hmm. You can only get this stuff during the event, but fuck man, Lord Shax, he's the man. I'm going to, like, pull up clips of Lord Shax after so you can just see what I'm talking about so it, it doesn't seem so crazy. No, all right. Like, just picture if you're playing a match Overwatch right now and, mm -hmm. like, I don't know, you're Reaper and you pop a Death Blossom and get a team kill, but you had, like, Jeff Kaplan, like, wow, wasn't that great? Like, I don't know. I mean, not maybe not Jeff Kaplan, but, like, somebody, like... This is Jeff Calvin from the Overwatch team <laughs> saying, Wow, you did a great job. We're bringing in some new patches and nerfs to... Yeah, we're gonna, you did too well there. We're going to nerf Reaper uh, now. We found that players aren't having a lot of fun on this map. <laughs> we found that the other team's really upset with you, so we're going to nerf your guns for the rest of the match. Oh, God. What was I reading before? I'll have to find... I don't know if I'm ever going to find it again. It's not even worth it. I'm going to worry about it. I mean, I don't think they need to add that to Overwatch, but for this game, you know, I wouldn't hate if other games did some things like that. I, I, I'm, like, blanking right now, but I swear uh, there's another game that does it. I guess they kind of did it in Halo, because, like, if you got, like... Kill-tastic! Yeah, if you got, like, multi-kill medals, it would, like, there was the announcer. You're so good, you'll break the game! I mean, the I like the Halo guy's voice, too. 
I don't. Uh, he didn't. I don't think he had a name. Like I don't think he was like a character. But uh, he was just a voice. That was just Master Chief like losing his mind, hearing voices in his head. Yeah. I feel like the Halo one though was like a little more Mountain Dew, where it was like double kill, triple kill, kill Tacular. Like yeah, he he voiced the X Games. Do you want some Taco Bell with that? Kill Explosion. I mean, if you said the Taco Bell thing, I might have actually played Halo. <laughs> uh, sure, it wasn't Bastion you were thinking about? Bastion? Wait. Oh, n- no, but Bastion, if we're talking about uh, Supergiant Bastion? Yeah. Uh, that whole feature of that game, I loved that. That, like, made that game so much, you know. Without that, that game would have still been great, but not as good. Like, that was a really cool... If you guys never played the indie game Bastion by Supergiant... Supergiant? Is Supergiant, is that right? I think it's Supergiant. Uh, originally on 360... I don't know if it was on PS3. But then they brought it to Xbox One backwards compatibility. I don't think it was on PS3. But their last two games were Sony only, unfortunately. Transistor and the new Pyre. Which I've heard really great things about Pyre. Um, and Joe can't stop talking about... He always talks about Transistor. Um, but I love Bastion. So if you never played Bastion, that's a great game to check out. And there was a narrator that was, like, basically told the story while you played as the game unfolded. It was it was a cool little... Kind of made you feel like you were playing a storybook at some points. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I liked that feature. That was cool. But let's move on from Destiny, Lord Shax... In the, in a what game your game. listeners don't know is that Brian had to cut out a good half hour of Brian just continue talking about Destiny. He's oh. like, oh, this, this has got to go. Uh, listen, Lord Jax is the man. Like, sometimes you just like a character in a game, like, or in a universe of some sort, and in Destiny, it just happens to be Lord Jax. Brian, I'm trying to shag up with Lord Jax. I'm going I'm to find out who voices Lord Jax, and I'm going to, like, get in touch with him. I just like, can you make, can you like, make my phone voicemail? <laughs> can you, can you give me some like, uh, I, I want when when someone texts me to be like, you have a text message. Hope yeah. <laughs> Your enemy can't respond if they're dead. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, sorry, your mother's calling. <laughs> All right, continue with the anyways. Fucking. <laughs> well, let's move on. Let's move on to uh, the Nindy's presentation. Nah. From uh, PAX West, or PAX Prime, formerly known as PAX Prime. Yeah, the, the artist formerly known as PAX Prime. Yes. Uh, so, right the day before PAX, you know, kicked off, Nintendo dropped a Nindy's presentation, a Direct. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I know how I feel about Directs in general. They're just great ways to showcase a bunch of things in a short period of time. And, uh, you know... I love when they do the indie, indie games ones because it, you know, gives a little bit of a focus on some of these games that you might not know about or they might fall by the wayside or get, you know, drowned in a sea of fall and holiday games that are coming out, you know, that are going to take all of the media away from them, you know, like Destiny. Like, Destiny is now the beginning, or I, I would say, honestly, Mario Rabbids is the beginning of, you know, the end of this year and just too many games to play. I mean, thinking about just right now, you know, Mario Rabbids just came out, Destiny 2 just dropped, uh, you know, other big games get coming out. We get, like, Mario Odyssey, Assassin's Creed Origins, 
Forza 7, uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, Call of Duty, woo, um, and I'm sure there's a million more that I'm missing, but just a ton of fucking games shoved down your throat. So, a nice little spotlight indie games is great, and, uh, there was definitely some games there that I saw, and I was like, whoa, I'm, I'm excited to play this. I'm excited to, like, learn more about these games. What, uh, what were some of the big ones for you? Uh, the one we play is an elephant. Oh, yeah? Um. What was that one called? Uh, Yono and... Yono the and the Celestial Elephants? Yep. Uh, so, prior to, to us recording today, we were just going through the, the games that they shown, because Mike, Mike didn't, there was a period of the direct where Mike, uh, got his attention pulled away when he was originally watching it. So he missed a couple of the games. When I was reading the titles of the games to see if he saw them or not, there was like a gap where he was like, you're, you're just making things up right now. And Yono in the magical elephant te yeah. team was one of them. Yeah. Turns out, real game. Real game. Uh, looks adorable. Don't know if I play it, but yeah. hey. Really missed opportunity. I feel like we could have. I could have just read the whole list on the air and you could have been like, real or fake? Yeah. Spoiler, they were all real. <laughs> Somehow. Uh, but, yeah, is that, is that really, like, one of your big takeaways? I mean, I know what your biggest takeaway was, but let's yeah, let's discuss. It was, it was obviously the, the food game. Chef, Battle Chef Brigade? Battle Chef Brigade. Is it because it's an Adult Swim game? Is that why? Yeah. Have you played other Adult Swim games? No. So you're just jumping on the Adult Swim bandwagon? Yeah. All right. Just making sure. Man. I mean, I did play... I mean... You played some stuff at PAX, but that was yeah. all, like, wasn't it Steven Universe and OK KO? No, 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 no. Right by the, uh, the Rick and Morty VR booth, there was... Oh, K Katana Zero? Yeah, that was actually really cool. I actually... I had to respond to an email with the developer about, about some stuff on that, but anyways, uh, that was a cool game. That was cool. Uh, you played Virtual Regality, too. Yeah. How was that? Um, you know, it was a virtual reality game. I mean, I don't even remember. I wouldn't even call it a game so much as it was like you you're know, just in the universe. You're just like in the universe, and he like Rick was just like pick up this thing and do that, and like something would happen, and be like, all right, now do this, and then, I mean, it, it's cool VR, but there wasn't much to do, and it was more like a, a sight thing. Yeah, it was I, fun. I get that. Um. So back to the direct. What uh, what are the games that you're yeah, excited for? Super Meat Boy. So there was a thing about Super Meat Boy Plus. No, Super Meat Boy Forever. Forever. Um, that I wasn't aware of. You do know that it's not the same game that the original Meat Boy was, right? Yeah. It's an endless runner. Uh, no, I didn't know it was an endless runner. I could, I could just see that from what they show, I'm like, this is not the same game, which is fine. Yeah. It saves me the trouble of buying a game multiple times. Yeah. Well, originally when they announced it, I thought it was just like a remastered version they were bringing to the Switch. You know what I mean? I thought that's what it was. And then when I saw the Direct, I was like pumped, like, oh shit, it's a new fucking Super Meat Boy. I'm so ready for this. And then... It wasn't until a few days later that I was reading something online, and I was like, whoa, this isn't, it's not a, it's not the same style of game, which isn't bad, like, I'm fine with them taking it in a different direction, but it's an endless runner with procedurally generated levels. Hmm. 
And I, it, and I noticed in the trailer you could punch. You couldn't punch in the first game, right? No. So You were just jumping and sliding yeah. and dying. So I'm curious to see how this plays out. Because, I mean, with the original Meat Boy, the way it functioned, you know, all of those levels were, I'm assuming, like, kind of meticulously built mm -hmm. to make sense for, you know, the difficulty and the precision in jumping. Mm -hmm. Where... I mean, if if the same unforgiving controls, like, not that the controls were bad, but, like, the same, like, focus on, like, precision and, like, being an unforgiving game, it'd be really interesting to see how a procedural generated world functions being a focus, like, the focus of the game, like, this is supposed to be a difficult, you know, platformer. Um, but I am excited for it, and I will definitely get it. Well, we've had a I've had a conversation with Team Meat, so we'll be getting it. Okay. Um, Closer to that release. Let's see here. Also, I didn't play the first No More Heroes, but I mean, probably should. There was two. Oh man. I feel like they got remastered at some point and brought to a different console. I think so. I I think so. I don't know. They were originally both Wii releases, mm -hmm. um, and then I think sometime way later, after the fact, they might have got brought to PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. I'm not sure. I can't. I feel like they did make it somewhere else at some point. Maybe maybe PC. Um, I enjoyed. I don't know. I don't think I ever finished the second one, but I did enjoy the first one. I mean, it's very out there. Like it's quirky. There's like a lot of like. You you would enjoy it. Because I, I know, like, the things you like. So, like, I enjoyed it. It has a lot of... Like, it's weird elements. Like, I, the weird elements that exist in the game, you would enjoy. Interesting. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, I'm pretty sure that, at least in the first one, when you wanted to save the game, you went and took a shit. Makes sense. I always enjoyed that. I don't know why. It was just funny to me. But, like, that's the gist of the game. Like, things like that. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely a standout, too, was Travis Strikes Back. Mm -hmm. No More Heroes. And let's see what else we have going on there. We I, have... I kind of want to bring up, though, too. So, for those of you who haven't watched the Direct, uh, it seems like there's a few other... Well, not seems. There's a few other developers that play a role in this game. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of them is... Um, Devolver. Devolver. And, you know, in the trailer for the game, there's a point where Travis is playing Hotline Miami. So, I don't know if there's going to be, like, moments of the game where you're playing, like, as Travis in Hotline Miami. They haven't really given much more detail on that. But I'm, I'm just excited that there's even a mention of Hotline Miami in a trailer for Nintendo stuff, because... I fucking love that game. Yeah, it was a very fun game. I should give it another playthrough. Did I? I didn't play the second one because my Vita is just dead somewhere. Oh yeah, no, I need to play the second one again because I think there's a different ending I would get if I did something differently. Yeah, that's just an enjoyable game. It's just good fucking controls. Did you play Ape Out at PAX? I can't remember. Yes. Ape Out was another game I'm so excited for. I wish it was coming off of Steam on anything else. I think it would be perfect on Switch. Like, playing that handheld on Switch would be fucking glorious. 
walking around, punching people with your big old gorilla hands. Yeah, that's a that was a game that got me really excited at PAX. That was one of the best games we played at PAX, I think. But I hope that this somehow, you know, turns into Devolver dealing with Nintendo hardware on some sort of developer end for this game for for No More Heroes, and then being like, all right, let's let's fiddle around. A lot of indie games are doing really well on the Switch. Let's just port Hotline Miami over as a dual pack. Make some extra bones. Get some more people playing the game. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Nintendo doesn't reach out to them. I feel like they're being very proactive about who they're reaching out to and just trying to get as many people working on the Switch as they can. Um, what other games were standouts for you? Uh, Morphe's something or other? Morphe's Law? Yeah. That is going to be an interesting game. It's it's an important addition to the Switch's library because the Switch doesn't really have any first-person shooting games. I don't think it has any first-person shooting games right now. No. Um, I don't think I can make So, you know, it, it looked interesting. It had some interesting concepts and gameplay mechanics. Where do you want to take this one? Kind of explain the premise of... Morphe's Law, how it functions. Uh, I don't know. I guess you shoot people and they get smaller and you get bigger? Yeah, so if you... If Mike and I were playing against each other and I shot Mike in the head, his head would get smaller and my head would get bigger. So it kind of functions where if you're not as good at the game or losing, you become harder to get shot at and the person who's doing well is an easier target. Mm. So... It's a, it's a weird balance. I wonder how it will work out in, like, competitive play. If people... Because I think there will be a competitive community for it, even if it's small, just because there isn't much on the Switch right now. Um, I think that will change next year. I think you're going to see, you know, almost everybody trying to get their games on the Switch next year. If you look at the sales numbers for the Switch compared to the PS4 and the Xbox One, at this point of their respective life cycles, like when they came out. If you look at, like, so what, the Switch came out in March, so what, five months now? It's been out for five months? Six months? Six months? Yeah, let's say yes. It's going into its sixth month. If you look at the first, you know, five, six months of the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, both of those sales week to week are, like, the Switch is up. And they are down. So, like, if you were a numbers person and you were going to project sales out, the Switch, at this point, if it keeps trending the way it's trending, because it's doing better than th those did at that time in their life, mm -hmm. potentially might be, you know, the big, big, guy on, big guy on campus. It's a possibility. I think that it's going to be... Uh, up there. I don't know if it will catch up to the PS4 at this point. I mean, it still could. Um, it all depends on, honestly, where... It, it all depends on how the future of this kind of generation continues. Because now we have, you know, you got the PS4, you got the Xbox One. They both put out, you know, a year or two after slim versions, S versions. And now they both will, once November hits, both will have put out a 
pro version or a more like advanced hardware version, but it's the same console. So it'll be interesting to see what's next after that. Are we getting an Xbox? I'll say PS5 because I don't know what the fuck Xbox will call itself. But you know, we're we gonna get a PS5 next, or are we just gonna get you know nothing for a while or another iteration of the four? Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see where that lies because. You know, a few years out from now, what are we going to get Switch-wise? Are we going to get the Switch 2? Probably not. My guess is we're going to get... I don't know. I have no idea. The rumor is, or the speculation is that we would get, like, a dock upgrade. We would get, like, a, like a new dock for the Switch that when you're playing in TV mode, it would, like, be able to boost things to make it, you know, better graphics and stuff. But I don't know if they'd be able to pull that off because, you know, if... Unless they built the games where it was like you plugged it into the dock, it can run in high res and stuff like that, or 60 FPS. But when you're playing undocked, it just switches to 720. Like, I don't know how technology works, so I wouldn't be able, I wouldn't be able to say like, yeah, that's something they could easily do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where the way the game, the switch functions now, it's like instantaneous. Pull it out, you're playing. Put it back in, you're playing. Uh, and a lot of games. You know, Nintendo's like pretty strict about you can bump down the resolution to 720 or or whatever you need to. But some of these games gotta stay at 60 FPS. Like Rocket League, 60 FPS no matter what. Pretty impressive. Very. I think Splatoon too. It's the same thing. 60 60 frames frames no matter what. I think the resolution comes down a little bit in portable mode. Yeah. Um. But it stays at 60 FPS. I think Mario Kart's 30, so it doesn't matter. But games that run at 60 at all, they gotta stay 60. If it's, I, I guess it doesn't have to if it's not an online game. Like, you could get around it. It depends on, yeah, depends on how important fluidity is. Yeah. But, I, th- I think next year you're gonna see a lot of companies that aren't putting stuff or putting their, like, AAA titles on Switch or their. Or the titles that are on every other console. Like, I think next year we'll see a Call of Duty on the Switch. I think next year we'll see all of the sports titles on the Switch. I think next year we'll see... Maybe we'll see Battlefront 2 get ported over. I think you're going to see a lot of that next year. Um, the Switch is just doing too well. It's doing fucking amazing. It's too good. It is. I mean, you got to, besides the, the Nindy stuff right now, you got to look at everything that keeps getting announced, like, weekly. Like, weekly, there's, like, oh, by the way, reporting this to the Switch. Oh, by the way, this is coming out. So, I mean, developers, you know, publishers can see what they're missing out on. And the longer they wait, you know, they're missing out. And I think the Switch is probably going to be the best on console this holiday season. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, PS4 is a shot. I mean, NAC 2 is a console seller. <sighs> NAC 2, baby! Well, the other thing you gotta think, too, is, like, you know, most people at this point probably have at least one console. They probably have a PS4, they probably have an Xbox One. And they're going into the holidays, and it's like, what do I want? Do I want a similar console that has a few different types of games on it, or do I want a completely different experience? You know what I mean? So I, I think Nintendo might have, like, 
kind of not purposefully but might be like putting this console out at the right time in the right year where it's like most people need a second console and most people have a PlayStation 4 and Xbox doesn't have a lot of exclusive games Nintendo is like an exclusive machine you know what I mean mm-hmm. so I don't know I don't know you're gonna you're gonna see this holiday season 2017 if they can just make enough switches yeah it seems like they have more on the shelves they I I, I think in Japan it's still an issue I think there's still people waiting in line uh, sucks for them yeah but no I, I see switches in the store all the time now um, I think I text the group text weekly because I know Dom doesn't have one still and I think Mike Wang said he was looking for someone for his friend or something uh, I don't know I don't want those texts I know you don't. You just send YouTube links all all day, yep. and I can't watch them because I'm driving all day. That yeah, sucks for you. So I never know anything that you send. You know what's great is that sometimes I'll like open up that text chain again, and I'll look at the YouTube link. I'm like, what was this? Yeah. See, I, I don't know. I I remember now. At least one of them was a video of Owen Wilson saying "Wow," except it's backwards, <laughs> which um, you would think it just says "Wow," and it does, but it just sounds weird. Play it after, not right now, because now I'm intrigued. Um, but back to the direct. Uh, any other games that really caught your interest? Um, not really. I, the The Kentucky thing. The Kentucky thing seems interesting, but I can't make heads or tails of what's going on in there. Yeah, that's so. That's on Steam. I don't know if it's on anything else right now. Uh, and people love that game. It's it's pretty you know highly praised. So I think you'll enjoy it. And uh, for me. Other than what we already talked about, because I think I kind of I'm with you there with Super Meat Boy and No More Heroes. Golf Story, super interested in that. Mm-hmm. I love the graphic style, I love the art direction. Um, you know, I'm a sucker for you know 16-bit style RPGs, and it seems like the the golf element of it is is kind of interesting the way it's integrated. So, I'm I'm interested in that game, I'm interested to learn more about it. Next up, Hero. I can't decide. If I like it or not, I need to see more about it. But that was the one where it's like kind of an all-on RPG where it's not like you're playing alone. But like if you also have the game, if you die at a point in the game and I get to that point in the game, I can like summon your dead person to fight with me. So cool. It's a cool mechanic. Um, We'll see. It might be something I I, I scoop up. Um, And then Nine Parchments. I'm kind of intrigued by that uh, Trine it's from the developers of Trine and that's a good game and you know I just like four player co-op dungeon crawlers I just like co-op RPGs like a game where I can drop in game levels with my buds that's all I'm all about if you were to look at like my gaming history some of the games that I've dunked the most time into were games like that like Anything that we could cooperatively play together, like especially couch co-op. I mean, there were some that we played online, but you know, we played a shit ton of Gauntlet Legends for the Nintendo 64, and then Gauntlet Legends Dark Legacy, which was the sequel for Nintendo 64, which was you know the base, like the most like entry level type of that game, where it was way more arcadey than it was RPG. Um, but it still had all the elements. You gain levels and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, and then further down the line, games like Champions of Norath, which was fucking amazing. I missed that game. That was a good game. I think it was an EverQuest game. But it was good. But four-player, like, you know, not isometric, kind of like, I don't know what that perspective is, where it's, like, not completely straight down. Mm -hmm. It's, like, kind of angled. Mm -hmm. Like Diablo. I don't know what that camera angle is called. But that was just a fun game. You pick your class, pick your guy, level him up. Like, a game where I can play with my friends, level up my character, customize my character in some way, get cool things. I love it. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles for the GameCube. Same thing. Fucking love that. I, I love those types of games. That's why I like something like Destiny. That's why uh, I loved Borderlands. Me and Todd played so much Borderlands 1 and 2 because it was just, you know, less customize your character but game levels, get cool guns, stuff like that. The more things you can, like, unlock for your character and, like, get... I, I like the custom customiz customization aspects, like, in Destiny. Like, when you change your armor. Like, some games, a lot of older games, especially that I played, like, if you change your armor and stuff, your character doesn't physically change. But in, like, Destiny, if I switch out my armor, my character looks like it's wearing that armor. Why do I look perplexed? I'm trying to make sense of that. So in... in, in Especially older games for me. Like, let's say I'm playing an RPG, and I'm pretty sure Champions of Norath was like this. If I changed out, like, the helmet my character was wearing, mm -hmm. my in-game character would not be wearing that helmet while I'm playing. It would still just be that base character. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Wherein, as in Destiny, if I swap out my helmet, my in-game character reflects wearing that helmet. Okay. Makes sense? Yeah. Um... Because, believe it or not, there's a lot of RPGs, at least back in the day that I played, that none of that cosmetic change took effect. Uh, I can't even remember the first game that I played where you could see the cosmetic change. But I remember when I did, I was like, oh, Fantasy Star Online. That's another game that I dunked way too much time into. And that was a weird one, too. I, I never looked into this to see if it was an issue... Or maybe we were just fucking up somehow. But, like... So we had Fantasy Star Online 1 and 2, Episode 1 and 2, for the GameCube. And we used to play so much of it. But for some reason... Like, we could get our character to save. But we couldn't get, like, the progress in the game to save. So, like, our character would be... You know, leveled up. Weapons, armor, stuff like that. But when we would done be done playing for the day and then come back and play it the next day we'd have to beat all those missions again and i don't know if that's just how the game functioned or if we were just fucking something up somehow i don't know and i i may have like googled it back in the day but that was i don't know 2006 or something it was I, don't, a while I don't i don't know i was a young lad i i wasn't like apparently just liked the game so much i didn't fucking care that i was beating the missions over and over again Oh, start over again. Well, whatever. But, so yeah, uh, Nine Parchments, I'm excited about. Uh, there's a few other games in there. There were some gems. I, I don't really think there was many games in there that I wasn't somewhat intrigued by. Mulaka looked really cool. I liked the art style in that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would buy it, but 
it had really cool art style. It looked pretty fun. Um, yeah, it was a good little, good little showing. That's close to the case. I was gonna like go through the whole list and then say like you know what's coming out when and a lot of that stuff was kind of marketed as like either switch exclusive or console exclusive or coming to switch first but uh, some of that apparently was incorrect because some of the developers have come out in the days after saying that that was incorrect so i didn't feel like looking up to see what had come out as wrong so i just we're not going to talk about that stuff but if you're, you know, if you care about exclusivity, if that's something that you're like, oh, whatever. I mean, look into it a little bit deeper because some of those were apparently incorrect. Well, no one's picking up a Switch for a console-exclusive indie, are they? I don't think they're picking up it for that, but somebody that might have a PS4 and a Switch might think it's only coming to Switch. When in reality, maybe it's also coming to PlayStation, and they'd rather play it on their PlayStation. I don't know. Gotta get those trophies! I'm not a doctor, my game. Some people care about trophies. Listen, I sometimes when it comes down to a game that's on Switch and Xbox, I'm like, do I want to get Chivos, or do I want to play it on my couch? Or in my bed? Sonic Mania? Unfortunately, I went the Chivo route. For shame. I mean, there's certain games that I'll probably end up buying twice, because I'm a weirdo. Oh boy. It's fucking gay. Why oh boy? Buying games more than once. Why not? You've done it. Yeah, don't do as I say. Do as I, uh... Don't say. Don't speak. You really want to do that again? Nope, we're not. No, 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 Harmonix added to Rock Band this week? Ice, ice, baby. Alright, now we have to take off the internet. <laughs> I was pumped when I saw that. I was like, you know, I don't read their text messages. They don't read mine. There's no point in me telling anybody. So I just left it alone. <laughs> Literally, this when I saw it this morning, that was my exact brain was, I could send this to the group, no one's going to fucking see it. The only time someone responds when I need them to is when I text them separately. Mm. It's like the only time a text message matters now. The group text is just a fucking dark, dark hole. It's a shit show that I will turn my my eyes away for for like a second because I'm a human being and I don't like I don't need to have my phone in my hand the entire time. I turn back around, twelve new messages, and I look at it. And I'm like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? I don't even care. And then I'll put my phone over and go about my head. Most of the time, it's like it's a conversation between two out of the six of us that are in there. So it's yeah. like. Just text separately. You don't have to have this conversation here. Have, save this for the for the group chat. Save it for like, oh, I want to hear everyone's opinion. Oh, I want this. Because now it's the point where it's like, yeah, you everyone just doesn't fucking read it because everyone thinks it's not for them. Yeah. We should just delete it at this point. It should just go away and start a new one. <laughs> start fresh. Let's set up some ground rules, guys. Oh man, it was it was so funny. I was. I'll say this off the air because it's literally not relevant to the podcast. It's it literally is not a conversation that matters to anybody other than you. So I'll just you know, we'll we'll do it after the fact. So um, what else is going on? What have you been playing? Just you haven't been on Xbox. You've been switching it up. Uh, yeah, I pop in and out. So it's either me playing Overwatch or me playing Splatoon. 
I I didn't I've been watching My Hero Academia for like the last several days now. I think I'm almost caught up. And it's a good show. Give us a little breakdown for all those weeaboos out there that may, maybe they're interested in My Hero Academia and they don't know what to do. Maybe they maybe they're confusing it with. Uh, Little Witch. Little Witch. <laughs> Are those related at all? Do we look this up? We didn't look it up, but I'm pretty sure they're not. Okay. Because there's there's nothing to indicate in my academia that witches exist and would need their own separate school. I don't, I don't even get... How do they have such similar names at the same time? It's so I, weird to me. I guess Japan got through like a thing. was like, hey, you know what sounds really cool in English? Uh, academia. Let's start <laughs> using that. Oh, did you see the new uh, Full Metal Alcademia? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Talk about talk about your show. I'm sorry. Jesus. Move past us. It's just a show where most of the people on Earth have a a superpower of some sort. Uh huh. And this one kid wants to go to a school for superheroes and be the world's best hero. Ooh. I'm down. Yeah, it's a good show. Fuck. I wish I could give you that back of the box th- description to make you play Destiny. Yeah. Because you just sold me on that show. Because you're like, wait a minute, so you're telling me it's like Naruto, except instead of being Hokage, he gets to be a superhero? I'm in! No, 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 no. Naruto is about jutsus and ramen and, you know, my boy. My boy Kakashi. I I wish you would, like, finish the show because at some point, like, it literally just stops being Naruto and just starts being Sasuke. It's the funniest thing. Wait, funny? Why is it the funniest thing? It's it's just funny that the show is called Naruto, but then like for a long stretch of time you're just like following Sasuke around while he's fucking jerking off and shit. Is he jerking off for real? I fucking hate Sasuke. That's what he would do with his time. No, he's got a mission, and his mission unless his mission involved like jerking off. I Wait, guess. so what happens to Naruto? Nothing. It's just that apparently Sasuke's Sasuke's stuff is just more important to watch. Fuck! How late into that is that though? Is it for a large portion of the show? It of it shipping it felt like a, a large portion, but like I don't remember. Fuck! I have so many questions now. Like, is he rolling with Kakashi, or is it just Sasuke solo? Is he like hanging out with fucking Snake Boy over there? Oh, you don't even know what Sasuke is like. He, I forgot. You just I forgot you like left off at a very early point in the uh, series. But anyway, my uh, my Hero Academia. Um, is it just focusing on, like, Sasuke trying to kill Itachi? Sasuke... Sasuke goes through, goes through some phases, okay? Uh, like, I like you get a lot Sasuke. of things going on. I hate Sasuke. Listen, for all you listeners out there, Mike got me to watch Naruto. I blew through, you know, regular Naruto. And then I started on Shippuden. And I kind of fell off because I've been busy. But... Sasuke's a bitch. And that's how I feel. Now, Mike and a few other people have been telling me that, oh, no, 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 your mind will change on Sasuke. Will it, though? Like, I know that we have listeners that love anime. So, like, I'm, I'm awaiting now their response to me. Don't spoil anything for me, but will my mind actually change on Sasuke? Because he's a bitch. Eh. Like, I love... If I have to pick my favorite character, I mean... It's Kakashi. Hmm. Is your who's your favorite character in the show in the series? Itachi, maybe. Okay, I can stand with that as long as it's not Sasuke. 
I mean, Naruto is just, like, Naruto's their Goku. Like, he's just, like, Na- Goku's not my favorite character, but, like, I like, I fucks with Goku. Yeah, you know that's why your favorite character is Master Roshi. I mean, Master Roshi's also the man. I mean, Master Roshi is just Jiraiya. Yeah. <laughs> and I also fucks with Jiraiya. Pervy old man. Everyone loves a pervy old man. Um. Oh, I've man. Got seven episodes left of My Hero Academia. That's what I'm looking at now. The... Oh, I just thought of the spoiler that got spoiled on me accidentally. Oh, I remember that. But if you haven't seen Shippuden or you're starring Naruto, I don't want to say it because it's sad and it ruined. It hurts my heart to even think about it. Uh, How far away am I from that? It seems like you're very far away from everything. (laughs) I I I mean, I think I'm only in the second season of Shippuden. Spoiler, my actual favorite character is Sai. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. Did you ever finish watching that video that I sent you? Oh, no, I forgot all about that. Remind me to I watch was, it after. I was... <laughs> I don't know. He does it for a, a couple different, like, shows, and I was laughing really hard at him. Okay, all right. But yeah, enough about this weeaboo shit. Yep. Uh, I'll... T- I, mean, I mean, I'm in the... Like, I'm in the middle of watching so many different anime. Like, I got... Ship it in. I gotta finish. Mm-hmm. I gotta finish uh, Kill a Kill. Uh-huh. I want to start My Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. Well, at least with My Hero Academia, I th- I don't know how much is dubbed. I know the first season is, but I don't know how, if the second season is on anything besides Funimation. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. I'll figure it out. Um... And there's a few other shows that I just want to watch at some point, like Punch Man and a few other things. Um, you know what I saw today? I don't know if it was announced today, but I saw it today. Finally. Fucking finally. Your name has a release date. Oh. November. I can't fucking wait. That movie was so good, Mike. I'll, I'll pick it up. You didn't enjoy it? It was a good movie. It was a good fucking movie. It was a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. It was a good time. I want to see it again. Feel free to just turn this off now, people. <laughs> it was a good fucking movie. It was a good story. I cried. He did. Mike wiped my tears. I did not. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. My my hands were full with... Uh, Chakra. No, my hands were full of uh, Ghost in the Shell posters. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. Did you still not watch that yet? No. Why did this turn into a fucking Weebo podcast? So I've been watching My Hero Academia, <laughs> and then I'm watching Hunter Hunter. And at this point, I'm getting pretty close to the end of the Hunter Hunter anime. So, and I don't know. It's also a good show. Is it long though? So the thing about Hunter Hunter is the guy that writes the show, or the guy that write, that does the manga for it, yeah, is in constant, constant pain. So the series itself the manga will take extended hiatuses to the point where I think if I were to finish the anime and then just pick up the manga where it leaves off I wouldn't get very far uh, what do you mean by constant pain like it hurts from the right or something I, I don't know exactly what his, his ailment is but I just know that it makes it difficult for him to to work on the sh- series enough for it to like Typically, the manga chapters would come out in Shonen Jump once a week, for yeah. the most part. 
he can't keep up with that. Interesting. That sucks. That's unfortunate. Yep. Hmm. Well, pivoting off of all this weeaboo shit. Mm-hmm. The last thing I wanted to bring up was, uh, cause we, and, and now we're at the same point as last week, Mario and Rabbids. All right. I want to talk about it so bad. Quick. It's so good. Get it out there. So, if, I, I posted an article a couple, maybe like a month, month and a half ago, about Mario and Rabbids, obviously before I played the game, before the game was released, you know, kind of basically going through my range of emotions, mm-hmm. where it was, you know... It was like the five stages of death. You had fear, uh, acceptance. Acceptance was the last one. You also had bargaining at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you can read that article if you're interested in that. But now that the game's out and I've been playing it, and it is so well done. So well done. Uh, you know, y- y- you take this game that has no reason even existing. Like, there's no reason for this game to exist. There's no reason for these two properties to cross over. There's no reason for this type of game that it is, like a this strategy grid-based, like, combat game in a Mario setting. Like, there's no reason for any of this to exist. But it's so fucking good. And I think it's partly because, you know... Nintendo doesn't really give the keys to its properties, definitely not Mario, to someone else and is like, <laughs> give it, take it for a ride, kid, you know what I mean? Like, there's no, they don't do that very often. I mean, they've done it in the past where they've worked with other people. Um, you know, like, I don't know about all of them, but some of like the handheld, you know, Game Boy uh, and, th- and Game Boy Advance Zelda games, Capcom helped make them. You know what I mean? So, like, there's been times where they've collaborated with other developers, you know, to kind of be like, hey, you know, work on this with us, or or whatever. But this is, like, the scenario where, you know, this is a game that's developed and published by Ubisoft. Like, I'm sure Nintendo had a say in a lot of things, and I think Miyamoto, you know, worked kind of closely with them, uh... Maybe not the whole team, but with Davide Soliani, who's the creative lead on, or the, you know, ran the project. He's the gentleman that cried at E3 when Miyamoto, like, called him out on stage. Yeah. Um, but the beautiful thing about this, and, and I'll relate it to, like, Sonic Mania. I think a big reason why Sonic Mania is such a good game is because one of the main people involved is a very big Sonic fan. You know what I mean? So Davide Soliani, who's in charge of the team making this game, is a huge Nintendo fan in general, but a huge Mario fan. You know, Miyamoto's his idol. So you have somebody that is, like, cares so much about something that isn't theirs. When they get the chance to, like, make something, they're going all out. You know what I mean? Like, they, A, you know, I'm sure Davide was nervous and wanted to, you know, obviously make something that would hopefully make Miyamoto proud. So, I mean, they they did they did work on this game, and it is 
you know, say what you want about Nintendo games. Some people don't like Nintendo games. Some people, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But you can always say this about N Nintendo games for the most part. You know, nine times out of ten. There's a special, you know, there's a, there, there's a specific Nintendo polish that exists. That's like, they, their games come out and, you know, they're not broken. Very rarely do a, does a Nintendo game come out and it's like, needs to be patched or needs, you know, has this or that. And I'm not talking about things like, you know, they're not good with like online play right now or stuff like that. I'm talking about just the game in general. Like they put out quality games. This being an Ubisoft produced and published game, like they captured the essence of like what makes a Nintendo game stand out. So like they captured that, um, you know the gameplay mechanics. You know, from an outsider or from somebody just looking at the game, you might just see a glimpse of this game and be like, "Jesus!" Like Mario and Rabbids. Like I'm not interested. Like this is a kids' game. Blah blah. blah. And you know I'm sure kids can play this and have fun, but this is definitely a game that has depth and kind of like it's. Not a simplistic battle system, but it's like simple enough that you can play it and enjoy it if you're not good at these types of games. But it's has enough complexity to it that you know you can play this game in a way that like you're comboing together moves and you know controlling your you know essentially your your battle pieces on this little chessboard here. And it's not it's not a game of chess, but like, you know, you're you're controlling your people on this, you know, battlefield, this grid based battlefield, in a way that's like really satisfying when you chain together, you know, all these different things. The game is just really good. Like I'm it it kind of still as I'm playing it now, like there'll be moments where I'm like just happy. Like smiling at my screen when I'm playing. Which is, you know, a feeling that not a lot of games outside of Nintendo give me. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I don't enjoy other games, but there's like a thing, there, there's there's something charming that they captured with this game. Uh, they were able to make me not hate the Rabbids, which is, I feel like that's a, that's like a... That's an accomplishment. That's an accomplishment, I think, as well. And I mean, you know, besides, they, they capture that art style, they capture this really polished, polished gameplay the music caps it all off it's so good it's like orchestral but like feels like banjo kazooie feels like donkey kong 64 feels like mario like it's so good grant kirkhope did a fucking phenomenal job to the point where the soundtrack is on itunes i've been driving around listening to the fucking soundtrack Listen, I listen to a lot of video game music. Most of it is, you know, like memorable tunes. And I don't know if there's any memorable tunes on this, but it's just such good music that, like, it just fucking, it's just good. It's just good music, and it fits the game really well. Um, it, it's like you're you like Banjo Kazooie, you like Donkey Kong sixty four, yeah. So Grant Kirkhope was the composer for those games. Um, 
as well, you know, I'm sure his his catalog of what he's produced music for is, is much vaster than that. But um it just it feels it it feels so retro yet so like fresh at the same time. It's a good soundtrack and it really complements the game. Like it really it it's that extra layer of finish on an already like beautifully polished game. And I really, I urge anybody to, if you have the opportunity to try the game out, I'm not saying go buy it, like I'm not going to tell you what to buy, but if you have the opportunity to play the game, if a store has it, like I don't know if any stores have it on like display right now, but if you have the chance to play the game, I would definitely, I don't I don't think there's a demo on the eShop right now, but if you have a chance to play it, I would definitely check it out, even if it's a genre that you think you don't like. I Again, I think the the gameplay mechanics are so like meticulously worked out that even if it's a game you think you may not enjoy or be good at it's presented in a way that you will be able to play the game and enjoy it and then if you like these types of games again like I said before you know you can chain together all these things and it's just it's so satisfying and the game like again like in a game that would appear to be marketed or geared towards kids there's like a level of challenge to it that, you know, the deeper I get into the game, you know, there's some like things that I'm like sitting there and I'm plotting out, like I'm plotting out my plan because I, you know, want to get a gold trophy when I finish the level and stuff. So it, it's, it's good. Do you have any interest in it or no? Uh, not especially. I guess, do you like these types of games? No. Turn-based things like that, I, I feel like I get too easily okay fair enough I mean it's definitely not a genre for everybody but I think I think it does a really good job of kind of it, it might be the game for this genre that's like could pull people into the genre because it's so well done it's not overly complex it's very you know it's very has a very low bar for you to learn to enter the game and then has a much higher ceiling than the game appears to have for you to, you know, excel well at it. I mean, you can still, like, basically each mission, each level, whatever, has, you know, some of them have certain requirements. Like, oh, if you finish this within a certain amount of turns, you'll get more, you'll get a gold trophy and more coins and stuff. And me being the person I am with these types of games... I'm like, oh, no, no, like, yeah, I'm fucking beating this level in four turns. So, like, I'm plotting out my shit to, to make sure I can hit these objectives, you know, but you don't have to play the game that way. Right. Like, in a game like Fire Emblem, which is kind of similar, not really similar, where you're plotting out your thing and stuff, you know, if you're playing Fire Emblem and your character dies, or a character dies, they're dead. Like, you can't play them again. Mm-hmm. This game isn't like that. It'd be really weird if it was like that. <laughs> Mario did. <laughs> now you just get to play as Luigi. <laughs> My team right now is Mario, Luigi, and Rabbit Peach. Yeah, I think you showed me playing. Fucking Luigi's a sniper. I love it. It's so good. It's so good. Why is Luigi a sniper? I don't get it. Because he's too scared to be up close and with combat. Nailed it. Yeah. Mike works for the Nintendo marketing team. No, listen. You're Luigi. I was born in the year of Luigi. 
We're born in the same year. Yeah, it's it's the same same. It's like Chinese New Year, like every twelve years or so. Oh, so you're the king of second bananas. Yeah. Okay. Um, you were born the year of Wario. Me? Yeah. I don't like garlic. No, sucks for you, man. <laughs> um, I I mean, I like garlic. I wouldn't just eat garlic, but like I like garlic. I like, we'll just eat garlic. I'll, I'll eat garlic bread. I mean, if you don't have the bread, I'll eat the garlic. But I don't just eat garlic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you gotta. It's gonna be very cheesy, very greasy, and on the floor. But I'd not eat it. I, I'll eat it. Um, but yeah, I, I really recommend that game. I would definitely check it out if you have the opportunity. If you have a friend that has it, go steal their cart. Mike, don't touch my cart. Um, but give give it a shot. It, it's it's enjoyable, and again, the music's so good. And I'm really curious now. Like, so now, you know, they have this rekindled, really good relationship with Ubisoft. Are we getting rabbits in Smash Five? Maybe. I don't. I like. I don't want that. But I also didn't want this game, and now I'm fine with it. So like, I don't want rabbits in Smash. Mike, trust me, I don't. But like, if they you show up and they're you dope, you don't know what you want. I don't. I don't know what I want anymore. You don't know what you want. But, yeah, are we getting, like, are we getting it Rabbids and Smash instead of Rayman? Could be. I mean, it's it's like so weird. It's an assist trophy. Maybe it'll just be part of a stage. Oh, the Rabbids? Yeah. Rabbids in a stage would make, I feel like, fit Smash better. Like, if Rayman came in, Rayman stage, Rabbids run the Rayman stage. Mm-hmm. Le- leave the Rabbids there. And I don't want them to make any noise on the stage can't guarantee anything that would literally be the worst like that would be like if you're playing competitive and someone like to fuck with you they pick like you know omega stage on that stage and it's just like in the background like that's how you like psycho your opponent it's a good play because who the fuck likes rabbit noises do you like the minions no i don't either but I, i also don't i don't understand that whole thing like Despicable Me came out, Mike. So this is the one we're putting our, we're putting our bets behind, not not Master, well, Mastermind. But yeah, it saw, is what it is. I, I saw both of those movies when they came out in theaters. <laughs> you what? Mastermind didn't get a sequel, right? No. Yeah, that was the Will Ferrell was the bad guy, right? Yeah. Or the good guy, bad guy. I don't know. It was, it was complicated. Uh, Steve Carell as Groot one. Yeah. Not Groot. 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 Uh, I don't fuck with the minions. They're not funny. They're fucking annoying. I don't fuck with minions. Rabbids are in that same category to me. This game has opened my eyes to the rabbits. This game has opened my eyes to the rabbits. Much the same way Despicable Me, Despicable <laughs> me 2 and 3 sold me on the minions. No, fuck that. As I, well as the movie Minions. No. Do they have a separate movie called Minions? I think so. Ugh. They're so annoying. They're so annoying. I mean, the rabbits are still annoying, but, like, I can tolerate them in this game. Keep him out of Smash. Make him, make him a, tr- make him a trophy you can unlock. That's it. Not they're even, a, not even an assist trophy. They're gonna be on the case. If they're on the case of Smash Five, I'm gonna be really sad, Mike. In case. And you can get DLC to add more rabbits to like act, no. to other additional statements. No, every character has an alternate costume that's just rabbit version <laughs> of them. Ugh, kill me now. This is great. I'm gonna text. Uh, Sakurai. Sakurai right now. It's so weird that, like, you text Sakurai, I text Kaplan, uh, Reggie's coming over for dinner tonight. Um, Dom texts, uh, uh, Kojima. 
<laughs> and Todd, Todd texts uh, the guys who made Paladins. <laughs> every, every night he's like, why do you guys make such a sucky game? Like, why do you keep texting us? <laughs> why do you have our number? Oh, Donkey gave it to me. <laughs> this is Myrtle. He's a turtle. That's not the quote. Uh, he did a review for Knack, too. Did he already? Yeah. And? Did you watch it? I watched it. Is it amazing? Yeah. Is it enjoyable? I enjoyed it. I mean... I need to watch it. I need to, please. I need to watch it. I'm surprised you're okay with Ducky, even though he fucking shitted all over your girl. Your girls over there. Splatoonskis. Me and him don't have to agree on everything. But, Mike, he shit on Splatoon. He shit on it, but that's because he'd been actually... Absolutely get Molly Walk. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna at Dunky and tell him like one v one Mike bro. That's fine. I mean you'd probably mop mop it. I I think I found a a weapon I like. I don't know. What are you using now? I'm using the um hold on, I'll tell you the exact name. They're dualies, but I forget what the uh the the dualies squelchers? Not the squelchers. Um, what are they called? Like, I feel like, ah, damn it. They're like, they're like pink ones that have like a weird end. Basically, the sub is the beacon, which I don't care about, but I'll toss it every once in a while. Just like, I don't know, maybe someone's going to use this. Wait, I feel like that's not helpful for your team, though, if like, you're using a gun just for the gun. I'm using the gun for the gun and for the special. Okay. All the right. sub, I... Yeah. I, just have to, I guess sub's uh, not super important, because I don't really use my sub that often with any I of my I normally use my sub, but... Normally I, my sub is like an offensive thing, like the some sort of bomb. See, for me, like, the classes that I typically use, like, at least with the ones I use, the sub takes up so much of your tank, like, it's not you. It's the, not beneficial for the me. The beacon does use a, a lot of my tank. Normally I would have used, like, my... The old duels I was using... The sub was the was the burst bomb, which is like a like a water balloon basically. It mm-hmm. doesn't use a, that much ink, uh, but the beacon does. Interesting. So I'll I'll toss it out if I ever find myself in a spot where I'm like, you know what, it it would be useful if someone were to super jump over here. If say the rest of our team was wiped. Interesting. Um, I am using the. Da, 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 da. Dapple Dooleys. Dapple Dooleys. I don't know if I have those yet. Oh, no, I do have those. Um, you like them? Yeah. That's what you're rocking with right now? I, I've i been going back and forth. Like, I use the... Um, I use the... Charger a little bit. I forget which one I'm using. I just, like, I want to get good with another gun. And I feel like a charger is something that, like, none of us that we play with use. No. Um... So I feel like it would be beneficial for us to have that. This is the problem I face with that, though. Like, the roller, I can... It's my best weapon, and I can excel on every stage with that. Like, I know I can. Mm-hmm. If I have a charger, that's not... For me, at least, that's not good on every stage. So when I see the stage options, I'm like, all right, like, if I can play one of these with a charger, I'll fuck around with the charger for a little bit. But because you can't, like, change your loadout, and you can't change it between matches, I have to back up to do all this shit, it's like, I, I'm getting so frustrated now, like, where I'm just, like, I'm just rolling with the roller, because I don't feel like backing out, changing this, doing this. Especially if I'm playing with something, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just, there's too much hassle involved. Um, and I kind of wish you could just, like, 
at the beginning of a match when you get popped on a level, like, even if they don't want to have it so you can switch your loadout during the match, like, at least let me pick my gun when the map gets picked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that part, like, I, I get it if they want to keep it so you can't change your loadout to adjust. You know what I mean? Like, during the match. If they want to keep it that way, I'm fine with it. But I, like, having the randomness of, I don't know what level we're going to pick, so do you want to have a gun that doesn't good on that level? Like, that's, I don't know. It's like a, like, that part isn't skill-based. That, that's, like, basically adding a random element, you know what I mean, to a competitive game. Similar to how, like, Mario Kart can't really ever be, like, a super competitive game because there's too much randomness to really... Like, you can still be dirty at it. And, you know, I'm sure there's still, like, people that take it seriously in pro leagues and stuff like that, but it's the same thing they did to Brawl. When Brawl added tripping to random element you can't control, that takes the competitiveness away from the game. That's why people hated Brawl, right? For the most Among part. Things, yeah. That was one of the biggest things. That was things. like one of the more egregious. Because uh, it just add, it just added that you know that randomness that that thing you can't account for because there wasn't something that activated it. It was just a random factor. Yeah. Um. So it could it could decide a match, yeah. literally just based on randomness, not you playing poorly yeah. or them playing better. Um. But anyways, it's about that time. All right. It's about that time. I'm going home. <laughs> Um, this week's episode of the podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. Oh. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday or Saturday night uh-huh. from 7 to 11, head on down to Higgins and Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. Mike, you were there last night. Were they super duper tasty town? I'm good. Mike already ate them. Can't, he ate them so fast he can't even remember what they were to tell me what I'm going to get tonight. Well, I ate two by four. Mike's got a bad memory. But yeah, head on down to Higginson Square. Let them know that Pass the Controller sent you. And enjoy, probably, arguably, I mean, in my opinion, they're some of the best cookies I ever had. Head on down. Check them out. Let them know we sent you. Let us know you went. Let us know what you ate. Hashtag grab a fatty. Look for them on Instagram at goodnightfatty. And, and, this week, this is the week, Mike. It's coming up. It's this Thursday. Hmm? Oh, no, I gotta start watching BoJack Horseman. <laughs> what what, ma- what made you think of that? I think it either started I think this week or just, next week. I think Mike just had a stroke. Did it start? I think it already started. Shit. Um, but this Thursday, Pass the Controller is teaming up with Jack Sanaby and Bitbar on the beer garden, 7 o'clock, play some Jackbox. Um, we're gonna be playing a couple of different Jackbox games. It's gonna be a good time drinking some Copper Legend, drinking some other Jack's Happy beers. There'll be four different delicious beers to choose from on the beer garden. We'll be out in the patio, seven o'clock. It's gonna be a good time. Got a lot of people showing up, a lot of people reaching out. Uh, if the weather is bad, don't fret. We have the inside plan already chiseled out. So regardless of rain or shine, seven you should o'clock. Fret a little bit. Yeah. 7 o'clock, Thursday, meet us, hang out with us at Bit Bar. And as always, you can find us on the internet at ptcgaming.com, on the Instagrams at pass underscore the underscore controller, and on Twitter at pass controller. You can find me at Begroom and this guy at underscore mycopath.
or Fat Topanga. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm going as now. I mean, it's good. It's still what it is. I probably didn't change it. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it's good. It's a classic name. It's good. It's, it's enjoyable. But uh, thanks for tuning in this week's episode, episode 49. Until next time.